Welcome to Living a Healthy Vibing Life Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Chapman. At the current moment, we're not taking any sponsors, but if you wish to support me, visit our website, hvlworld.net. We have the best flavor of collagen. We have unflavored. We have peach mango and our newest flavor, strawberry lemonade. If you struggle with skin elasticity, if you need a new supplement routine, or if you just need a new better collagen product, check us out. We also offer virtual health and life coaching services and also personal training services. Check out our website for more details. And at the current moment, we're at the Panoramic Brand Studio, best podcast studio in Houston. All right, we have a special guest with us today. She is a mother of two, a cooking specialist, a fitness enthusiast, and a current client of mine. <laughs> Welcome, Julie Harris. Hello. Wow, I've never had a podcast intro before. I know, it's right? Exciting. Never, never had been on a podcast before. It's, a, it's official. Yeah. <laughs> got the cameras in here. Got the lighting oh, in yeah. here. And this is great. Want to hear about Miss Julie? Yes. All right, before we get started, people like always like to know how this connection happened. So you want to tell us how we met? Yes, so Harold, you've been my mom and stepdad's personal trainer for how long now? Seven years? Probably about five. Five years? Five okay. Years. And then I um, have recently moved back to Houston. And since I've moved back, you've been I've been doing personal training with you. So that's been about a year and a half now. Yep, a couple times a week mm -hmm. um we work out together i'm in the best shape of my life right. we have lots of fun conversation right. talk about life and fitness and health and parenting mm -hmm. and all those things so yeah <laughs> and been, also you great. you you never really worked out like that before uh, no i've gone through phases in my life where i've i have mean, always valued being healthy um in a lot of different areas mm -hmm. but as far as like really intensely focusing on be getting really strong and toning muscle and getting really this is the longest I've consistently gone working out for sure mm -hmm. yeah so how it's been great been so far? <laughs> it's been great. been great yeah I mean I feel just yeah very, it feels so empowering to feel strong mm -hmm. um, especially you know I'm a single mom of two kids and um, just, yeah, it just, there's a very like empowering feeling um, when you look good, you feel good, you feel healthy. And then we also talk about in those sessions, um, other weight, like, you know, stress levels and sleep levels and nutrition and, you know, focusing on having an all encompassing healthy lifestyle. And so mm -hmm. that's been huge in this season of my life for sure. It is. It, it makes you look at uh, more of a holistic standpoint and also to maximize uh, the longevity of your life. Because the thing is, as you can see, when you see people around you, most people are nowhere close to even doing like half of those things. No. And it makes your life, uh, I wouldn't say like easy, but it makes things a little less complicated because that's one less thing you need to worry about is your health. Even though you can't prevent certain things, some things happen, but it lowers the risk of you catching certain aspects and also just getting sick a lot, you know? Yeah. And just being able to, yeah, enjoy things too. Like in the present, like it helps you in your future and, and yeah, in the present moment, be right. able to like kind of live life to its fullest, right? essentially. 
So as we like change topics, you know, I always want to talk about like your cooking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I, my cooking thing that so, I do. <laughs> so 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 what is so when did that become a thing? Like, did your mom always cook, or did you something you picked up in the past, or what? Yeah, you know, I um, I mean, we had a lot of like home cooked meals growing up, but it's definitely become my own thing as I've become an adult, and it's gone through so many phases. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's like kind of this little like passion project hobby mm -hmm. thing of mine that, yeah, I think, you know, early in my 20s, let's say, you know, I started to have find great pockets of like community and friends and then having like sharing a meal together that would last for like hours. And, you know, I'd start to really just appreciate that level of of, of food you mm -hmm. know how it brings people together and it can bring you in like the present moment right. and people enjoying something together and then um i lived in portland oregon for a lot of my 20s and i got really into nutrition there and um i also worked in like the hospitality industry and so mm. um yeah i got really into like going to farmers markets and getting excited about what was in <laughs> season and you know, just like the energy that was in the air of like, oh, it's, you know, tomatoes right. are here and right. everything would be like these, you have these gorgeous, all the restaurants would have like these gorgeous tomatoes that would just taste so fresh. And that would just, that was like a big excitement of mine. And then, um, so yeah, I was just, I kind of got more into cooking. Like every time I would go to the farmer's market, I would try to get something that maybe I didn't know what to do with, like mm -hmm. a piece of meat that I've never tried to cook before, or like a vegetable that I hadn't worked with before. And then I got pregnant with my son, who's now five, and nutrition became a huge focus, um, wanting to like really nourish my body as I was pregnant. And so thinking about food and that, then it kind of shifted to more of, of that to then the nutrition aspect of it, like trying to incorporate these really nutrient dense foods and um, like bone broth and organ meats and right. um, yeah, really just nutrient, even nutrient dense vegetables and things like that. So yeah, and then that was a big focus and then feeding my children, like I've just right. so enjoyed cooking for them. And then now that I'm, I'm recently divorced and mm -hmm. then moved back to Houston and that's been its own healing process. And then, mm -hmm. So yeah, cooking has also kind of really carried me through that. And like, it's been very healing in this time of such transition to be able to spend time, you know, with myself and like learn new um, methods and like get better at things that I want to cook well. Um, it's a long answer, I guess. <laughs> so I think it's just, yeah. So, but that's, and then I've gotten this year, I've gotten to do, have had some really cool opportunities to cook for, um, like some really cool events. Are right, they one in California? Uh, or uh, oh, Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Oregon, and then Italy too. I cooked. Oh, wow. oh yeah, you did yeah, that yeah. for the whole summer. Yeah. Um, this last summer I was in Italy. Um, it's kind of another long story. <laughs> how, how did that opportunity happen? Like, oh that? yeah, okay. So um, <laughs> that's how you know you're good at something when people requesting things and want you yeah. to help out. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. This this is a cool story. But there's this school called shout out village four school it's amazing <laughs> um and it's in italy and i found out about this school probably when i was about pregnant with rowan mm -hmm. so i think on instagram somehow i found it through mm -hmm. a rabbit trail and 
they just do incredible things. So this school is, it's this outdoor forest school. There's no Wi-Fi on the property. Damn. Yeah. It's, um, they have like the, all the materials that the buildings are made out of are like from the land. And one of the founders of the school is a biological interior designer. So they oh, think wow. about things like EMFs and 5G and mold and just they're built in these like beautiful ways to sustain an incredible environment for kids growing up. And yeah, it's on a vineyard and the kids, yeah, learn to like make pesto and they for their meals that they I would see them like posts that they would eat would be like wild boar stew and, oh, wow. you know, foraged vegetables and things like that. Um, so I would see them post all the time and I would be like, wow, this place is amazing. I would, would love to send Rowan there one day. Long story short, um, they started a summer camp program that I sent Rowan to two years ago. And I just mm. got close with, as he was there, it was incredible going to visit the place. Um, and I just got close with the founders who are also incredible people. And we like follow each other on social media. And then they, um, I post some of what I cook on social media. And mm. so, yeah, we, I just kept up with them. And then this last May, um, they asked if I'd be willing to come do like a farm to table dinner as a way to raise money for the school for this last year's summer camp. Mm. So, um, and I decided to do it. And so, yeah, it was four dinners and I, got to like work with the, I got, get like the, I worked with like local farm, Italian farms and get their list of like what they had in, in available that week. I have to translate it from Italian to English and then play a menu off of it and then figure out quantities. And I, yeah, did these like four course. Oh, wow. Dinners. That's pretty much being like a, a chef. <laughs> yeah, pretty much a chef. I guess I'm a chef. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, somehow. And it was so beautiful. And in so many ways, again, it's it kind of tied a lot of these, um, yeah, a lot of these different like phases that, again, food and cooking and nourishment and being together and being present, like it kind of combined a, a lot of those because it was this dinner to support this beautiful school and like every ingredient just about had a connection to like the land or the people or the community. Um, and yeah, it was so empowering to be able to like serve people in that way and, and to be a part of the community in that way. And, and it also like all these skills that I've been working on by myself in Houston, as I've been going through kind of a, kind of a hard season, kind of a hard season. <laughs> You're <a rough> patch. <laughs> kind of a rough patch. Um, yeah. And like to be able to like have used all those skills that I didn't know were building towards something right. that ended up being going towards something so beautiful. Right. Um, so yeah, I did that. I forgot where the question was going. <laughs> <laughs> Basically about like cooking. So, yeah. so how, so do you incorporate your kids with your cooking or do you? Oh yeah, I do. I love to, um, so yeah, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old and my five-year-old Rowan, um, yeah, has been cooking with me for a long time now. <laughs> like right. I think when he was like 18 months old, he was like fully scrambling his own eggs. Oh, like wow. he was cracking the eggs. He would like use a spatula. He would salt it and put cheese on it. He'd like, <laughs> you know, and he'd like brown meat with me. And I, I, yeah, I've always loved to like find way. And then my daughter, she, you know, I think she does, she doesn't cook as much as Rowan did at her age, but that's, she still loves, I always like, I never want to like force it, but it's like, mm -hmm. that's what they want to do. Like they want to join. I don't know. That's how my kids are. At least it's like even more than 
toys. Like they've always just wanted to like be a part of whatever I'm doing. And how cool is it to be able to uh, empower them in that way Mm -hmm. where they get to like eat a meal knowing that they had something to do with it as a child, you know, as a child. Right. I think that's just, that's so, that's so inspiring to me to like know that they like have that kind of feeling of ownership in, in the family and in making something beautiful and being successful at something. And so, yeah, I always, even though it takes extra time. Yeah, it does. My daughter, <laughs> extra she, patience. My daughter do the same thing. Yeah. Like I always incorporate her when I uh, make smoothies. Yeah. And, um, and I incorporate her when I go to the gym with my clients. She like yeah. to copy what they doing or. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They, and then, yeah, they just, they're, they're, they just soak it all up mm-hmm. or even like, you know, I'll take them to like the farmer's market and I'll be like, you know, do you want to pick out something that you want to cook with? And we'll figure out how to cook. And it, we'll figure out something to cook with it. And so sometimes I'll just pick like the most, like a random vegetable. And I'm like, I would never pick that, but like, let's, let's make something with it this week. And so then they get to kind of see that process of like, oh yeah, I made an impact in this, in the family's week, you know, on like a, on like a, a subconscious level. I think that really helps empower them. And And also help with their development. Cause it's like, it's it's basically like you teaching them a trade. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a skill. Yeah, skill. You teach them a skill, and like they learn it at a such of an early age. So when, as they get older, it becomes a lot natural for them, rather than just have, paying somebody else to do it for you. Totally. Because you know, as you get older, you want definitely want to have those skills like a trade, rather than just work. Jobs are fine, but you also want to have a skill. Just like for example, outside of what you do, like you had these two amazing opportunities, and basically a skill. If you didn't have these skills, it wouldn't happen. No. Yeah, and even just being able to like. Yeah, have a skill and then, yeah, be getting, oh, this is another thing too that I think is really beautiful is like learning to what it takes to like get good at something, you know, and like, you know, maybe not being good at and seeing their progression. Like that's that, I think that's huge for them. Or even, and even like whenever I'm cooking, like I don't, I, there's still meals that I make that I like bomb sometimes or like, you know, like, I mean, literally just not that long ago, I think I was making just like a cut of meat. I don't remember what it was. And it just turned out like super tough mm. and nobody wanted to eat it at dinner. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, I was like, oh yeah, like this is, I'm not, yeah, like I should have done, I'm, you know, now, and so like I'll include them in that process of like, yeah, man, like I, I kind of wish I would have done this differently. Maybe next time I'll try this differently and like kind of externally processing that with them to normalize mm-hmm. like, Hey, you have to try to get better. Like, not you're not going to be great at everything for the first time and then you just right. try and you get better and then so like next time i'll like always want to show them whenever i'm trying it new again like hey remember that piece of meat that was like really tough i'm gonna try it again and right. like they get to just like see that and see mm-hmm. adults Screw trying up. something new because yeah. as adults we're so used to not doing new things right because it sucks to fail at things right. yeah so teaching them like the trial and error and it's okay to keep trying until you get it right like showing yeah. them that and also it's okay to fail at it Mm-hmm. because you know, some kids don't, they don't do things because they know they're going to suck at it, but it's okay to try it. Like, showing them at an early age. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, how often it's, like, it's hard as an adult to, um, like, a lot of adults don't, we kind of know what we're good at, mm-hmm. and then we can, like, stick to it. Right. And so, as a kid, imagine, like, if everyone around you was, like, pretty good at everything they were doing, mm-hmm. how little that would almost make you feel like because right. they're they fail at stuff all the time because they're just literally new at everything right and they're having to try so many new things and so i think that's cool too that they're just seeing me 
try and fail and get better. Right. I think that's definitely important. Uh, teaching, I know most parents don't do it because, you know, it takes so much time. You got to have the patience because, you know, it you got to get you them. Do have to have, <laughs> you do have to have a lot of patience. Yeah, you know, they're going to screw it up. <laughs> I know sometimes at the beginning of my daughter, I used to put the fruit there to make the smoothie. She used to eat it. Oh, yeah. I, I turned my back to get some out of the refrigerator. I know, 100%. I'm like, God damn it. I know. <laughs> or, yeah, or like, you know, they'll be doing something, then it's like, then there's a mess. The, knocked on the floor, knocked yeah. on the Sorry, mommy. You know, I know. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have plenty of those. I know you moments. do. Yeah, spe- especially <laughs> if you're incorporating them. But, but it's just it's just really important to incorporate them on those, like, processes so they have an understanding of how things work in your household. Because as you get older, they can be able to take over those tasks, you know. Yeah. But if you don't ever show them, they, you know, like I always say, like uh, when kids get a certain age, they should be able to do a good majority of some of those tasks as they get older. Mm-hmm. So make your job a little easier, as especially if you're a single parent household. Mm-hmm. So uh, not having your kids help you, it, I feel like it makes you makes it harder. And the thing is, you want to make it easier. Just like the reason why I teach my daughter how to make smoothies because I want her to make them one day. Yeah. That's one task. And that's what's going to be her normal. That is. Like, she's going to be like, oh, yeah, we make smoothies for breakfast. You know what I mean? Or, like, we have collagen in our water. Or, yeah. you know, like, that's that's the foundation they're growing up with. It is. And I, like, I'm taking or to we, the, we we cook meals at home. Like, we don't just go out I'll to eat. eat all the time. Like, that's the, that's going to be their their mm-hmm. normal. Yeah, because I, was, I had a uh, podcast somebody else with this, and we talked about similar topic but i was telling them when you take kids to mcdonald's burger king jack in the box and then also when they're driving in the car they see it because it's marketed to them and then you yeah. see it on tv and it's like that's all they know as they get older and I that's know. and that's why they fall victim of it because they've been seeing it since they were young in the cars yeah. mom, mom and dad been driving them to it and then they see it on tv so it's like they're getting quadruple marketing towards it that's the thing too about being a parent is it can't just be what you tell them it's literally what you do. Yeah. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think about this a lot too with, um, like screens, especially oh, man. because, you know, I, I'm pretty, uh, you know, I try to really limit screen time, um, a lot. And, but you know, it's like what, and you know, cause, because my, a big value of mine is like, I don't want them to ever lose the feeling of being bored and not knowing how to be bored because right. when you're bored, that's when so much creativity happens, happens yeah. and like they need to learn to figure out like what to do with that. And so like I, and I'm very, you know, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But then what do I do when I'm bored? Yeah. I pick up my freaking screen right, <laughs> and it's right. like, the, it's, you know, I can't just be wanting them, them to, you know, but I'm like, it, I need to, wow. How much creativity am I losing right. when I just pick up yeah, this screen. phone? <laughs> right. It's like you can't just tell them what you want them to do, but you have to be like living yeah, it. Sure. So it keeps you on this like, yeah, higher standard mm-hmm. for yourself. They, or it should. Right. And, yeah. But it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Because they pay attention. Even <laughs> no, though, because oh, I know yeah. sometimes my daughter, she's not looking. She's paying attention to what you're doing. It's like they have like a different oh. type of vision. No, yeah. They see what you do. Mm. Yeah. That's... um. Yeah, very like empowering in a lot of ways. If you, you know, have because <laughs> if you have like bad habits, uh, are you like really screwed up as a parent? It's a, it's, they're good mirrors. Th- you'll th- see it. You'll th- see th- it. Th- you can be like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Fuck, I, yeah. I do that shit too. Like, yeah, I, I know totally. And that's one thing too, like that I, you know, I think a redeeming quality about that is like 
like let's say you know I'm realize that I'm with them and I'm like on my phone a lot or something, mm -hmm. which happens way more than I'd like to admit. It's it's hard to because we have so much stuff on this device. Yeah, and like but that's like what they're seeing and or you know with anything, it's like if I mess up in front of them or if I like you know really impatient or whatever, it's like yeah I could beat myself up for that and be like oh like they're not you know they're only seeing me like on my phone they're only doing this but it's like you have there's a chance to apologize like acknowledge it and apologize and like man like I'm, I'm sorry that I was like on my phone when I was with you or like right. I'm really sorry that like I I lost it on you and I you know I should have like found a way to like handle figure it. out how to handle my emotions better and like then they then that's normalized and right. that's so cool so it's all like there's this beautiful side of it. Like w they're also seeing someone who they see how you repair things too. Right. And what happens when you don't live up to your standard. And that also becomes like their narrative and their voice for how they, uh, you know, whenever they realize they mess up, like, the, right. you know, like, Oh, my mom like apologized to me or she was, she was easy on, she forgave herself when right. she messed up. Right. And I think that's really beautiful too. It's a big thing. So yeah. how, so what things do you do for your kids to eliminate the screen time? Like how, what else, what do you have? Well, because it's, it's such a complicated, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, so, um, Rowan, my son goes to a school where they don't like a big part of their philosophy or their rules is no screens Monday through Friday and minimal screens on the weekends. Mm. Um, and part of even going there, like they wanted to make sure that, you know, parents were very much on the same page as this, which I was, but yeah, it's like, it was, he's more, it's been a good like motivator because he, yeah, he, I mean, it's like, I could go behind the back, whatever, but I'm not going to, cause I, right. I love that about the school, but, um, because he gonna have his chance as he get older. Cause yeah. he gonna realize how powerful the screen is. I so. know, but he actually really responds. So we like, you know, before the school, he's in kindergarten now. So before the school started, uh, maybe like the month before, you know, it was what over a hundred degrees in Houston. Oh and it's boy. like, so it's like August. It was like oh so man, hot. And it's man. like, we, I love taking them outside, but I'm like, it's hard for me to go outside in this <laughs> heat and humidity. And so what, so it's, so it's so easy to like, um, yeah, like put them in front of a screen. And I'm like, I totally understand that. Um, but he responded really well. Like when I was like, Hey, you know, you're going to the school. And so like, there's not going to be any screens like, you know, Monday through Friday. And he's actually been like, okay, like he's, I don't know. He just like understood it. Mm. And then that made it easier. And there's times where he's like, Oh, like, can I watch something? And I'm like, Oh no, it's like a Tuesday. And he's like, yeah. Oh yeah. You're like, I don't know. He's yeah. at an age where he's like, can, I don't know. He's not like fighting back on it a ton. Mm. Um, and then that has made it easier for my daughter too, because then it's like, you know, I'm not putting on anything for Rowan. And so right. there's not, you know, just makes it easier for Pearl. And, but it's been really, really cool. Um, seeing the progression, like he's gotten so good at entertaining himself. Like now when he gets home from school, he doesn't ask about it at all. Like he will go up to his room and like find things to play with. And, right. um, I know you have a lot of uh board games and games he's and big stuff gamer like. guy we mm -hmm. play a lot of a lot of uno a lot of right. <laughs> you see that in the upstairs it, yeah, when you're doing uno, the workouts <laughs> monopoly yeah yeah but he's like he's gotten really good at like even just figuring out what to yeah what to do with his time but i think that the you know it and again like i totally sympathize it's not like i don't know it's it's hard if, if i didn't have this like motivator like i think it would be a lot harder for me like, yeah, like over the summer, it was much easier to, you know, put something on. And also right. he was like at home a lot more. But um, 
I think, again, even whenever, like, we would put on, like, a movie or something for them to entertain themselves, I think the biggest thing I would say is just focus on the value of why you're doing it. Like, I don't want them to be bored. And it's okay, like, I'm putting on a screen now, like, not to, you know, um, make that the issue, but it's, like, if I see them continue, like, every time they're bored, they're asking for a, a screen or a movie or a show or whatever – then, it, then kind of like realizing, okay, I need to help them or they need to figure this out or I might need to guide them this way instead of being like, oh, just no screens or yes screens. It's like, this is the value. I want them to, I want them to be able to creatively entertain themselves and focus on that more than like the yes screen or no screen. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, so what make you want to uh, bring them up that way rather than what most people do, put them in front of a screen, right? put some education on and just keep it, them busy. I mean, I think just like, I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, I can feel it in myself too. Like what, whenever I'm on, in phases where I'm like on my phone a lot, mm-hmm. how's my mental health doing? Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> how am I, how do I feel? How how motivated am I to do things? How much more do I learn? How much more stressed out am I? You know, like seeing those effects on myself. It's like that seems obvious. But then there's also now so many studies of like, like I think, don't quote me on this, uh, but something to the effect of like China is now really. Yeah, they are. They are. Harping down on their, like something like no screens un- for two year old under, which I think the American pediatrics or something again don't quote me on this um like they they don't recommend no, any no, no. screens for under two right um but i think china's like even more strict on no, it. are they real strict they're like real it's, strict. it's getting more you know much more well known and even yeah there are all these studies of even like high schoolers and links to like depression and like it's, it's time data, on it's social da- media it's, it's data on there it's like when you think about it, it's common sense when you see people struggling with like depression on social media mm-hmm. They need so much attention, validation to yeah. if they don't get a certain amount of likes. Uh, totally. And it's like you're start if they start off like needing a screen, like it's only going to get worse. Like we didn't grow up with like, you know, phones and iPads or any of this. But um, how hard is it as adults who have like fully formed brains mm-hmm. to realize like when they need to put limits on their screens? Right. Versus a child. Right. Um because when you see like at um, so many kids shows are just like so stimulating and oh it's man. like no wonder they have like short attention spans oh like when you be trying to get their attention hey they, they so yeah. zoned in they yeah it's like it. yeah it's like they're just they're so focused the on the bright colors and the, yeah and it's like versus um yeah like i mean at this at the school that rowan goes to it's like um yeah it's they like you know they have it's like they storytelling is like a big thing and like mm-hmm you know, doing, like, just doing things very slowly to keep, like, almost, like, stretch their attention span, it feels, like, you know, let them, like, sit and simmer and, like, figure things out on their own and, like, kind of just exercising that part of their brains versus, like, attention being just given to you, you know? It's kind of trying to lengthen their uh, creativity Mm -hmm. because everybody's born with a certain creativity. Like kids, like some kids may be good at painting, some kids be good at drawing, some people, some kids are good with their hands, like Play-Doh, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, they're ne- they would never know if they were just like in exactly. front of, yeah. Exactly, so that's why. Which I again, some- me, what am I missing? <laughs> 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 what 
but, who, what hobbies and skills have I not figured out? Because <laughs> I've been on my phone so much. <laughs> that's where the programming comes in. Where, uh, like at home, you have a certain programming with your kids until they start going to school. And then how, when you start going to school, they get reprogrammed to a certain way. And then if you don't spend enough time with them at home, and then they're not getting programmed a certain way, but they're spending so much time at school. It depends if they're in public school, private mm-hmm. school, or in a creative school like your son in, then by the time they graduate, they're probably like screwed up, you know? Yeah, of course. They don't have no trade. I saw they know yeah. it's on screen. And, and then, yeah, they're just used to like things being fed to them. Yeah, it is. Given uh, to them. And uh, or like, what do you call it? That uh, And like, then that's going to create fast. this like, yeah, this like need to like, yeah, always have, yeah, you know, expect to be fed in that way or, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it is. That's, that's why I said most Americans, uh, you know, social media is, is good to a certain extent, but it's also, I think it's more bad than just good because uh, we want things instant. So I it's know. almost that like. Dopamine, that dopamine hit. It is. It's, <laughs> like, it's like a crack addiction, meth, crystal meth. Yeah. And it hits you so hard. It's like, next thing you know, you've been scrolling for like an hour. You're like, yeah. look, I'm supposed to be doing dishes, doing oh, laundry 100%. right now. I know. There's, um, I go through phases. I mean, overall, it's like, I, I really do appreciate, you know, what social media is in so many ways. Um, but yeah, it was obviously like a lot of. I like sites. it. I, like, it's, I feel like it's an easy news. I can look. I can be on social media for ten minutes, and rather than looking at the news for yeah. an hour, I figured out what's going on in the world for yeah. ten minutes. And you get everybody's opinion. Everybody's, on it. <laughs> yeah. you get everybody's opinion on. You can look at different stories, read different posts. You yeah. can you can fact track different, yeah. different social media. So it's like it's good in a way if you use it for that, but. It's also addicting because, like, uh, they learn your habits. Mm-hmm. When you go to oh, these yeah. explore pages, these social media uh, engineers, they make so much money. And it's like it's, it's like when you go to the explore page, oh, I like this. Next thing you know, you're at this oh, page, yeah. then you lead to here, then now you're going down a rabbit hole. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it's so funny. So there's, like, yeah, I really appreciate social media in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, re- I go through – I've gone through quite a few phases where I um, – have like just deleted it off my phone like not deleted my account i did delete my account (laughs) um that i got a new one recently you know the last two years but um but yeah i go through phases where like i'll just delete it like almost like a social media like break you Mm -hmm. know for maybe sometimes it's a week sometimes it's for a month i went on like a three-month break where i just had it off my phone and it's so funny like how many times i just pick up my phone in that time and i just like i hit the my finger just opens the phone hits where like the instagram button was Mm. and i'm like my i'm so programmed to just like like, yeah i'm like (laughs) i'm addicted (laughs) i'm hooked i know and i'm like and then and then i then in the realizing i just like sit my phone and it's so funny because then i'm like i'll then go to like checking my email which like it's not like because i feel this like need to like i know to get a hit somewhere yeah (laughs) it's crazy and so yeah i think I mean, kind of maybe back to another point in our conversation, but just, I feel like a big pressure, this area in particular, like, I, you know, it's like, I realize like, this is a huge area. Like, I want them to see my kids is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I want to have them see ha- healthy relationship with like a phone and social media modeled. And so I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I have to- You have to teach them. I Yeah, and they have to see me do it, not just mm-hmm. like tell me or have me tell them what I think they should do, right? And I'm like, that's that's the work. That's, that's hard. Always. So, so what would you, so what core values would you want your? Um, I don't know if it's different between the two, but what main core values you want your kids to have as they like grow up? Hmm. 
good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm give you my answer. What do you think? Yeah, about yeah, it? yeah. So, so usually, what I want for my daughter, I want her to have, understand like hard work. Mm-hmm. Understand like it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. And then understand like some grit and leadership, and just mm-hmm. just more just being open to uh, to just failing and just uh, just yeah. going after what you want. Just feel free, enjoy life, but mainly yeah. like fitness fitness and health because I feel like a lot of Americans, you know, most Americans struggle with that. Yeah. So that's really like, yeah. So that's one that's why I always take it to the gym with me. So that's I know that's, she's so cute at the gym. I know. <laughs> well she she learned she learned early cuz she she was doing it when she was crawling, like yeah. trying to crawl places. <laughs> I know and her so, on the treadmill. It's I know. too cute. <laughs> I know. She well I started on the basic treadmill. And and then <laughs> she's upgraded. <laughs> yeah, and then she scaled up to a woodway treadmill doing it on her own. And so it didn't got so bad that usually when I'm with a client I have to go put uh put some on it. Like a You're like doing her a workout with her and a workout. Yeah, <laughs> so if place. I don't put nothing on the treadmill, she can be over there on her, on her own. It's amazing. And, and she she just run over there. I'm like, what? She's you got know? her smoothie. She's yeah. got her smoothie. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, just teaching her like those life skills. I mm-hmm. call her like learning about hard work, learning about determination, learning about some grit, and just yeah. some hustle in there. And then also learning to fail because sometimes she'll fall, and she'll look at me. You gonna help get me up? Nope. Yeah. You get your ass up. You okay? Yeah. So learning how to like fall and get up on her own. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, I think definitely, yeah, learning to fail and, like, figure out, figuring out what to do when that happens. Mm-hmm. I think um, a big value and I think a big way of just, like, how I parent, I guess, is, like, I want them to feel, like, empowered individuals in their own life. Like, they they are in control. I mean, obviously, you know, they're two and five. Mm-hmm. But as much as they can, like realizing like their actions have consequences, they can, you know, or like, I mean, this is just like, for example, which has probably come out of like, <laughs> you know, a lot of like therapy conversations. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, so, you know, maybe sometime like my daughter's name is Pearl, who's two. And so like, maybe she's like hitting Rowan or like, you know, pulling on Rowan or something. And then Rowan's like, stop, stop, stop. And then she keeps doing it. And then he's like, Pearl won't stop. You know, I told her to stop. And I'm like, okay, well, at this point, you can either, then you need to remove yourself from the situation. Because she's communicated to you that she's not in a place to to be able to listen to you right now. And so you can either keep letting her hit you or you can just remove yourself. And like, you have the power to do that. Or you could just stay and like, let her hit you and like, let it escalate. But like, and, and also when I talk, so like, I'll talk with him about that. And then I talk with Pearl and I'm like, you know, Pearl, like having her expect like, hey, if you don't listen to somebody or, or when they're tell- when they're communicating their like boundary to you or whatever, then you they might leave. Mm-hmm. And like that's a consequence of what, you know, you're doing and like just kind of like really teaching them. Yeah, like or even another like small example, like whenever I'm like in a new place with Rowan, like I'll let him navigate, like I'll pull up the maps on my phone, like I'll let him like help navigate where we're going. Mm. And even if I can tell that he's like about to take us down a wrong turn, like I'll do it. And then Mm. he like sees it like reroute or something, but just kind of like giving him so much space to like, and Pearl and, and whatever, in these like smaller capacities as their children to realize, to fail, to get better, to be empowered, to like realize the effect they have on, on the world on other people on their own lives. Like they, yeah. Like if they don't, you know, or like if they don't, no, I don't know. I don't know if that makes. I'm mean, I'm just rambling, <laughs> but um, it, it, it makes sense because yeah. you want to make sure that uh, going down their own path and what they want to do, rather than 
getting pulled from other areas forcing yeah like not feeling like a victim Mm -hmm. i think is or not feeling like they can't do anything about their situation like always giving them options of like um yeah you you can control your life and if you yeah even so you know like with food like if if you're eating not great like you know if he goes like a party or something and there's like a bunch of like cake and whatever and then he's a little crazy night and then his stomach hurts it's like you know, you chose to eat that. And then that's kind of how you feel now. And like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to feel like this, then you could, then you're going to need to do something different. And like, right. just kind of communicating things like almost in an objective way of like, this is just what's going to happen. And you can control that. If you don't like this feeling, you are in control of your own life. Right. So what would you say, um, your nutritional habits, my nutritional habits? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, from breakfast all the way to dinner. Okay, so like a day. Like a, a, on a day to day, like how is like how is your yeah. habits? I would say. I think I think more about it. Okay, so there's a, things that I focus on daily. Like I, and then there's things that I focus more on like a weekly like basis. Like I think more of like you know over the course of like the week, kind of how did I do on some of these things? Right. So I think on like a daily basis, I really try to keep protein intake high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been huge. Like I feel really good when I have a lot of good protein. Right. Um, and then I keep hy- hydration is huge. So like electrolytes, salt. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that I think about on a daily basis. And then on like a weekly or like two week basis, I try to incorporate more, like just try to make sure that like over the course of like a week or two weeks, I've incorporated more like nutrient dense foods. So right. things like bone broth and- um, I know you're big on that one. Big bone, yeah. It's so easy. It makes things taste so good too. Like soups and um, yeah, I mean, what else? I cook it. I make rice a lot for the right. kids and I cook it all in bone broth instead of water. So it right. adds just a lot of the great, um, like protein and, um, yeah, it's very like bioavailable, very just nutrient dense. And I used to, I, back in Portland, I used to like make my own bone broth a lot. I'm not quite in a phase. I have like some certain store-bought brands that I really like, but then and also if I, but if I use, if I cook like a piece of meat with bones in it, then I use those bones, but I go through phases of like how in depth I am with it. But um, yeah, bone broth, I like to incorporate organ meats as much as I can. That I don't always, again, I was in, when I was like pregnant with both of my kids, I was like way more intentional about this. Mm-hmm. Now I do like a lot of just what I can. And like, right. you know, I try not to have this like huge, like I need to, you know, make sure I'm doing this perfect and this perfect. Um, yeah, but. So yeah, organ meats, bone broth, hydration, protein. Those are some of the biggest things. And like, I definitely eat like full meals, you know, and I try to have like, I think home cooking is like the easiest way to make sure that you're eating good foods on a regular basis that are just better for you in general. Like if you can just spend more time in the kitchen and then if extra step, if you can find, if you go to like a farmer's market, like those in, in general, those are those vegetables are going to have more nutrients in them. Those meats are going to have more. There's going to be like better quality right. for you. So I try to do that as well. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I like 
am juggling on my mind. I feel right. like on a consistent because basis. you do a lot of home cooked meals at the house. Yeah, I do. So how do you uh, manage your stress? How do I manage my stress? <laughs> 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 Woo, let's see. <laughs> um, I how do I manage my stress? Um, focusing on what I can control. Not oh man. I can't control. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Like focusing on what I can control and not stressing out about things I can't control. That is mm. actually huge on a practical basis. Sleep is huge. Mm. Eating, having food to eat. Like if I can spend a little bit of time prepping a few meals and then so I have access to those, like when I'm hungry and stuff, that helps my stress. So, Cause it's, it's not fun to be like, Oh, I'm hungry. And there's like, nothing to eat. And then it's like, if I cook something, it's going to be like an hour, hour. Like that's, that's kind of stressful, especially when you also have little mouths to feed that are Um, hungry all the time. And so I think like realizing, um, what I, those little things that I like, I know Rowan and Pearl are going to be hungry a lot and they're going to want snacks. And so it's like, that's going to happen. So I can either set myself up for success where I'm going to have things like ready for them and for myself, or I could, let myself get in a situation where I'm stressed out because I don't have anything to give them. And right. then they're, you know, or, you know, except for just like, I don't know. So make, so stuff. pretty much making things a little easier for yourself. Like, yeah. uh, that you have to stress out so much. Yeah. Like taking like, yeah, I think just being, I think being intentional and like present and knowing what's on your plate and knowing what you can do about those things to help yourself and just kind of like, yeah, being, um, I don't know if that makes sense, but just kind of like knowing, being confident about what's, saying no to things mm-hmm. that you don't have capacity for. Right. So you're not taking on extra stuff and then getting stressed out about that. That's huge. So also, um, how do you but manage yeah, sleep, your, working out, stuff like that. Lots of good. <laughs> so how do you manage your uh, fitness routine? Oh, Harold, you, <laughs> <laughs> you are the fitness routine. <laughs> um, no, I mean... I, in general, I try to stay moving as much as I can. Like, just movement, you know. I, try I remember not- that one time you was, uh, I think you was in Italy, you was picking up a stroller, carrying it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. With a baby in it, you mean? Yep. <laughs> up and down stairs, because yep. there's no, like, elevator. Yep. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I was happy to work, did a lot of workouts prior to that, <laughs> that yep. moment. To be able to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Otherwise, that would have been more stressful. Right. Um, no, I mean... Our workouts have been so great. Um, shout out <laughs> personal <laughs> training with Harold. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, I so you come over to uh, my house and two times a week. Mm. And we don't have that. I mean, you're just great at what you do, to be honest. Mm. But it's like for, yeah, I've just, I feel like I'm consistently sore. And that's kind of, that's the, I don't, I don't do workouts beyond you coming over, but I also just, you know, I go on like walks with them as far as like a workout. Um, but yeah, so I think it goes to show that it doesn't actually take that much. 30 minutes. 30. Yeah. yeah, An hour of my week, Mm -hmm. um, to do that. And it's not, yeah, it's not like I'm going crazy. I'm not doing anything the other days except for Mm -hmm. just minimal Walking around, yeah. carrying the kids. Car- a lot. Well, yeah, there's a lot of carrying lot of kids, kids, so that is <laughs> something. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't take that much, but it has a huge effect on... Your mood. Yeah, my mood. Mental health. My mental health, 100%. Psychological. My psychological health. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just has so many benefits. It's, that's why people I always tell people it's more than just working out. It makes you feel good. You feel comfortable in your own skin. 
uh, your body's releasing endorphins, stress relief, you're uh, lowering diseases, and also you, um, you're expanding your life, you're, uh, making your life a little bit longer. Yeah. Because the thing is, you know, our body's like a machine. So if you're not, like, consistently moving that thing, just mm-hmm. like a car, it's going to rot. It's going to come <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It'll come back to get you. But uh, that's one thing I enjoy about, like, just just being healthy and just uh, for myself because it makes things a little bit easier. Because mm-hmm. if you don't move, it's hard to maximize your day because the thing is we're all trying to trying to get as much as – trying to be as, as really productive. So it's hard to do that when you're not in the best health. Uh, when you're not managing your stress, you're not eating the best, mm-hmm. and then sooner or later, you're, everything just come to chaos, go to a deep depression, your body can't perform, can't enjoy vacations because you can't move. Yeah, I mean, that, it's like that point, you're, it's it's not like it's too late, but it's like... <laughs> yeah, start. It's not too late, but it's it's like going to be way hard, you know? It right. is too late. <laughs> right. So as we come to a close, uh, what does a healthy, vibrant life mean to you? Yeah. I think healthy, vibrant life has a lot to do with, um, for me, being really present, being intentional, figuring out what I'm saying yes to versus like, okay, so yeah, like things like screen time. It's like, I'm not saying no to screen time. I'm saying yes to like empowering them to be creative with their boredom or, you know, I'm not saying like, I'm not like, Oh, these are bad foods that I don't eat. It's like, I'm saying yes to these like delicious nourishing foods and this beautiful process of, of, you know, a farm, a farm, uh, a carrot that comes from like the garden to the dinner plate. Like that's such a beautiful thing and like incorporates so much beauty into my life. It's like figuring out like, yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, you know, or yeah, like working out and it's, you know, I'm saying yes to like being, feeling empowered, feeling great, feeling mentally strong, feeling physically strong. Right. Um, I think figuring out what are those like really beautiful parts about your life? What are you saying yes to? And then filling your life with that and being motivated by that in every area. Um, but especially with health and wellness, I think, yeah, not making it about this, like, um, you know, because uh, the health and wellness world can be kind of, uh, what's the right word? Like, um, stressful, stressful, um, because it's like, you see, you know, a bunch of, you could see like really like fit people, like, I'm, I'm never going to be that, or I, oh, this involves like cutting down on you know, these foods that I love, but it's like when you're figuring out what you're saying yes to, I think that leads to a very healthy, vibrant life. It does. It does. It just, it's, but the thing is most people look at, uh, uh, health and wellness and fitness, like taking a constipated shit. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. It does suck. But the thing is at the end of the day, you're going to have to be doing it sooner or later. Either the doctor's going to tell you or you're going to be on medication Don't we know it? <laughs> or like as you get older, you're not going to be able to enjoy life as you get older. Yeah. It's going to suck. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the biggest things I say. But as we come to a close, you know we got to try one of these collagens out. Oh, yeah, baby. So I got a secret flavor. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm a huge peach mango t- fan. Peach mango. <laughs> have it all the time. All right, I'm not going to tell you what the secret flavor okay, is. Okay, we have a mystery uh, flavor. Mystery 
black container here. Yeah, black container here. Got okay, you're around. hiding. You're hiding the, yep. the name from me. Yep, hiding the name. I want you to tell me. Uh, not tell tell me the flavors I'm getting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then tell me what you think about it. Okay. Too. Of course. Because it's a sample flavor. We're gonna so see. So when is this gonna be? Gonna be uh, out. We, well, we, well, we're gonna see if we're gonna add it to the market. Right now, we're in a testing phase. Okay. There you go. We're gonna see if we're gonna add this to the market. Same ingredients, it's just a different flavor. Okay. And, and one of the reasons why I make different flavors is because I want to make collagen fun, mm -hmm. rather than just putting it in your smoothie or putting it in your food. Yeah. Something you can take on a day to day. Take on a what time is it? It's like a three three o'clock today. It already smells very familiar. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, wow. What are you tasting in there? Definitely reminds me of coconut. How's it taste? Great. Incredible. For real? Yeah. It's pretty good for a healthy drink. Because the thing is, we have like 5,000 milligrams of hydrolyzed fish collagen. Mm -hmm. And usually how that is, that uh, you have that fishy taste at the end. Mm -hmm. And so I, usually that when people try it, I'd be hoping that they say something like that because usually that's what we'll be working on the back yeah. end. My kids would love this. I know. Rhea loves it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so usually I always prefer giving my child this before I give her, her like 50 grams of sugar, pomegranate juice or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give my kids the peach and mango all the time. All the time. Oh, all yeah. the time, yeah. So uh, so far I got you the seven person that didn't try this, so I got seven out of seven thumbs up. So usually when I get like ten out of ten, I usually go with it. So I need like three Consider more. Consider my thumbs, the my thumbs up for this one. All right, Julie, where can the people find you at? The people, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, the people can find me at my private Instagram account. <laughs> you can submit a follow maybe i'll accept <laughs> just kidding um but maybe um i'm pretty <laughs> um it's the mother goose with three o's that's my handle all right so and maybe maybe i'll be cooking at an event near you we don't know what the future holds yeah i don't know <laughs> because because some single moms may want to reach out about uh you know how you're able to have this relationship with your kids yeah. and also uh interested in uh, cooking because you know people tailor towards like single moms or mom of two mm -hmm. like how you doing this with your kids and creating some type of space especially when people got like terrible kids at the house like how yeah. you able to do this yeah 100 percent. but i would definitely it's real out there let me tell you it's, it's, it's <laughs> definitely challenging ain't it yeah especially it doing your own. it is it is <laughs> but i would definitely be putting julie's uh information in the show notes and also, just in case, if you guys need some cooking advice <laughs> or uh, or if you want more information about these schools that she plans on doing with her kids, I don't think they're private schools, are they? Are they private public schools? Um, they're yeah, they're private, both private, yeah. Private, yeah. Private schools is the way because public school is going yeah, something to your kids. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank and you guys. See you guys on the next one.